here we are. What's up, y'all? We're here. We're back at it. I survived. This is me reporting to you after... Uh, I didn't know that we were calling it Snowvid. Did y'all know that? Down here in Texas, we're calling it Snowvid. Uh, I fucking... I, I survived Snowvid 21, and everything's good, and everything's back. Everyone I know survived. Nobody died. Uh, everyone's got their power and their water back. Everything's good, I guess. I think we have everything back. We got Ted Cruz back, you know? Uh, everything's fine. Uh, the stores still don't have food. Um, people are still panic buying fucking milk and eggs. Um, people are whipping up custards, I hope. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, they're making a, a sweet aioli. I don't know why the fuck we still don't have any milk or eggs. How did we buy so much milk that we're out for a week? That's so much milk. Like, we bought so much milk that the cows can't keep up, you know? Why the fuck, man? I know I talked about it last... Did I talk about it last week? Did I talk about that on the show? About how crazy it is that people... The, the fucking world's about to end and you buy milk? Grow up. Why are you drinking so much milk, you fucking idiots? Oh, no. We might not be able to go outside for a week, and I might not have electricity or running water. What should I buy? Get the 2%. I hate the hole. You know? It's fucking so stupid, buying milk. We still don't have milk, dude. There's a milk shortage in Texas because people bought too much milk because they couldn't go outside sitting around drinking milk all day. You know, what are you doing? Buy bread and fucking eggs. The eggs I get. Buy meat. I guess the meat would go bad. Milk go. Milk would go bad if you if you couldn't power a refrigerator. So no, buy food, dude. Why are you buying milk? We're not even supposed to be drinking it. It doesn't even make sense to drink milk when your refrigerator does work. You know, that's another cow's milk or another animal's milk. Babies are supposed. I fuck, first of all, I fucking love milk, so I don't know why I'm taking this angle. But uh, fucking cow, you're not supposed to drink cow's milk. Babies are supposed to drink mommy's milk, and then you're supposed to be done with milk. You're supposed to grow out of milk at like I don't know. Once you can blink, I don't know. Like pretty fucking early. You're supposed to. I think if you are still drinking milk, like like uh, scientifically, I don't know. You, you should quit. If you can ask for milk, you shouldn't be drinking it. You know what I mean? The second that you learn the word milk, it's too fucking late, you know? And you shouldn't be drinking. Like, when a baby's born, you don't give them cow's milk. Like, babies don't drink cow's milk. They drink mommy's milk. Or they drink powdered milk. I believe I'm a powdered milk baby. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm, I would almost guarantee you that I'm a powder milk baby. What does that say about me? I love my mom. More than anyone in the world. So it, it's not a whatever your fucking bullshit psychology is supposed to say. Maybe it's why I'm so weak and I'm so frail. is because I was brought up on powdered milk. But my brothers were brought up on powdered milk. My brothers are boys. My brothers are fucking hosses. It's just a me thing. Um, but uh, I remember that I have an, an auntie that raised her children on titty milk. I probably have multiple aunties, but one in particular that raised her babies on her titty milk. 
and she would always say, I, I heard this as a story because I was a baby, and uh, and she would always tell my mom that if we didn't drink my mother's milk, <laughs> that um, we would get sick a lot, and I'd fucking never get sick, dude. I've been putting a microphone literally in my mouth at open mics at least two times a night for the last six or seven months, dude. I've been outside. I've been spitting in people's mouths, and I've been smelling people's tongues. I don't give a shit. I've been out here, dude. I've been, I shake hands with people, and then I lick my fingers like I just got done with some chicken. I'm not getting sick. And I was brought up on powdered shit. I was brought up on that Gerber, you know? Fuck out of here. Gotta drink mommy's milk so you don't get sick. Fuck off. I don't know if that was actually what she said. Um, but people say that. It makes you healthier. It's like eating honey, you know? Uh, apparently eating honey makes you healthier. You know, I don't... Uh, that's the other thing people say. They're like, if, if you want to prevent your kid from getting allergies, and I have no idea if they actually say this, but uh, they say... I like to imagine that people say this because I like to argue with them. I like to come up with the argument so that I can argue with them about something that they probably don't even say, and I don't even know who they are. But people, they say that you're supposed to eat honey as a kid. If you give your kid honey, they won't have allergies because they'll be a, they'll be acclimated to uh, they won't have like pollen allergies because they'll be acclimated to the pollen in their area. You give them a local honey, and I only eat honey because I'm a sweet bitch. I never, I don't think I ever had honey as a kid. I think I discovered honey at 13, maybe 14, when I wrestled in high school. Um, instead, of, I don't, I don't know why. You know, when I this is the thing, and this is exactly what this podcast is. When I objectively report on my life, it makes no sense. Uh, but I used to eat honey when I wrestled in high school because I was in the 112 weight division. That means I weighed at most 112 pounds. I think it was, I was usually at triple ones. That's what I call myself. Bro, I'm the triple ones. I weighed like 111.1. And, uh, I would eat honey on on match day because I didn't want to gain any weight before the match. And one of my friends said that you can just eat honey. And it and they never told me that it's like nutritious. He didn't say that I was going to get all my calories or like, you know, whatever. He was just like, just eat honey. Uh, and that way you won't gain weight. I don't know, but you could eat anything. I don't know why it had to be honey. But I used to eat like like spoons of honey. I used to take a one. I took one of the bears, and I. By the way, no one knows what brand that is, but it's de- it's got to be a particular brand. But we just know that it's the bear honey. Um, why do bears love honey? There you go. Why do bears love honey? Um, but I would take a jar of honey and a spoon, tablespoon, and I would. Uh, just put globs of honey on the spoon and I would eat it like a damn lollipop. And I would do that pretty much every match day. And uh, that would that would be all that I would eat. And I'm like, why can't I gain weight? Oh, maybe because during puberty you ate honey every week. Uh, honey for meals, you know? And I, I would do that. And I would look like a damn fool. I'd be walking around high school with a bear in my hand and a spoon in the other. 
and I would just be eating honey like a fucking weirdo. And uh, and I make fun of witchy bitches. You know, I used to be a witchy bitch in high school. And they didn't help me with allergies. I don't have any allergies. I didn't eat honey as a kid, I don't think. I don't know. I don't think my mom was giving me honey. We couldn't afford booby milk, let alone honey, you know? Booby milk's free. And uh, I never ate honey as a kid. Why was I talking about that? Welcome to What's Wrong with Matt Boyd, episode 32. This is the uh, Shaquille O'Neal episode. Was he number 32? I believe he was. And 32 was, what channel was that on cable? VH1. It was a good channel. 32, good channel. I can do that. Um, with most channels, and I'm not going to do it here, but the uh, Tennessee like Comcast channels, I could do. I could do up to what was what was the top seventy, and I think that seventy was no. What was G four? G four was up there. It might have been like it might have been seventy. Um, I just remember after sixty one, it's it's like what are you watching? Sixty one was Spike TV, and then like sixty was Comedy Central. And it, it's like, I remember when it goes up, you get up to 61, and then it's like, if you're watching anything on 62 and up, you're fucking not going to be cool when you grow up, dude. What do you, what do you, you're not going to learn anything? It's just like, I think they're all like infomercials. You might have the sharpest knives on the block, but you're not fucking, you're not going to know what anyone's talking about the water cooler tomorrow. I'm watching Breaking Bad and fucking Jersey Shore. You're watching the Cut Channel, you know? Grow up. And I love telling people to grow up. Um, but yeah, dude, we are uh, alive and we're kicking. And I just did the elbow thing. And we're alive and kicking. And from San Mar- at least from San Marcos to Georgetown, everyone's okay. I don't think anyone in that area died. That's my area. That's where I go, from San Marcos to Georgetown. And... Uh, I would love to make it from San Antonio to Georgetown. I would love to make it from San Antonio to Fort Worth, lo and behold. But I don't think that's when you would use that. But, you know, right now I'm fucking Austin to Georgetown, or San Marcos to Georgetown, and I might fucking make that bigger. Um, But we're all good, you know? Everyone's here. Everyone's back. I, went, I go out to the open mics the last couple days. Everyone's back. Nobody died. We got everybody and Ted Cruz. My favorite thing about the Ted Cruz, I don't want to get political, but I did watch a documentary. Uh, My favorite thing about the Ted Cruz thing is that that was when everyone else found out that it was bad out here. That's when the rest of America learned that things might be a little off in Texas. People were literally dying. Uh, The state didn't have energy we didn't have any electricity and people didn't really find out until like a guy that twitter hates left that was the weirdest like people i didn't see people outside of texas talking about texas on twitter until like wednesday of last week and by wednesday like at 2 p.m it was we were it was over like we were good like Everybody didn't have electricity and water, but it was done snowing, and we all kind of knew there was like this collective feeling of like the bad is behind us, and everything from now on is, you know, it's just all going to start melting. Like, I think Thursday is when it all started melting, 
And that's when everyone started talking about it. And it's like, we've already lived through it. This was like a the better part of a week of our life. And now you want to talk about it. And now you want to talk about it just because a Twitter villain is is affected by it. Like, like the only reason people cared was because outside of Texas was because Ted Cruz was involved and they got to make fun and like reprimand Ted Cruz. And like that was Texas's least concern, no matter like fucking whatever, like who you voted for or what you think politically or whatever. Like no one in Texas was mad at Ted Cruz. We were like, hey, we'll take water. Do I want electricity to shit on Ted Cruz or do I want water? I'll take water. You know, uh, I don't want my friends to die. An old lady lives behind me. I don't give a fuck where Ted Cruz is right now. And people, it, it was so weird because like it was bad. It was really bad for a lot of people. The, the whole it's fucking snowvid. It's hard to get. It's hard to be serious about it when it has such a fucking stupid name. Snowvid. Uh when Snowvid happened, it was really bad for a lot of people for a few fucking days. And the only time that anyone outside of Texas gave a fuck was when they had somebody to be mad at. And it wasn't bad enough that, like, weather is bad. It had to be, there needed to be a figurehead villain for anyone outside of the state to give a fuck. And when I say anyone, I mean, like, you know, everybody knows somebody lives in Texas, and and they but like like the general public outside of Texas, and by that I mean Twitter. I, yeah, my own fucking theory starting to fall apart. Uh, but like you you see people on Twitter complaining about shit that's happening all over the world and all over the country all the time, and when it's not exactly where you are, you think that it's a it's a current news cycle, but then. We figured, I figured out on Twitter and like on social media that people that were unaffected and didn't know anybody that was affected didn't find out until it was already over. And it wasn't like it was an, it was a couple hours. It was a few days. Um, and I noticed that, uh, the, the, uh, I don't know what word to use the, the, Core the the all the tweets where I saw that people were recognizing it was happening were also tweets where they were making fun of Ted Cruz and I'm not defending Ted Cruz I'm just saying you didn't care until you had somebody to make fun of or to hate or to make the uh, person to be mad at it's like it's fucking we're we're all thawing out by now shit's melting and now you want to start like. And it wasn't just that people were were making fun of Ted Cruz. And that was the other thing, is a lot of people weren't even, like, retweeting or or searching for places to, like, donate time or money or help people that were affected. Not me. I'm not looking for any of that. I was not. I was fucking very fine eating peanut butter and reading 90 Star Wars novels. I was very, very okay with that. But, you know, some people actually did really need help. And... Uh, a lot of people were didn't care about that as much as they cared about really slamming Ted, you know, really giving Theodore the fucking business on a social media platform. And it's like, 
fucking don't care or care, but don't act like you cared just because like like people in Texas were gonna be like, Thank you so much for really going at Ted Cruz. Like anyone was gonna be like, Oh my god, I'm so glad that the the rest of America found out about uh Snowvidden. Uh and I just wanna say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for making fun of Ted Cruz's daughter for being in Cancun. Like, nobody fucking cared in Texas. Nobody's even talking about it in Texas. I hate to break it to you, but nobody in Texas is even, like, seeking justice for Ted. Maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe that's wrong. But uh, the vast majority of people in Texas, like... I'm not really on Texas Twitter. I don't even know if that's a real thing, but uh, I I follow a lot of people that are that live in Texas on Twitter. A lot of journalists, a lot of sports journalists, a lot of just you know like journalists and authors and whatever. Um, but uh, uh, the vast majority of people, regular folk that I know that live in Texas, I I see on Facebook, and there was a huge groundswell of people that actually live here where we were affected that were like, was he going to turn the power back on? I know that like Rogan already said, I'm literally just saying what Rogan said and he lives here, but there were a lot of people even before he said that, like after everything happened, they were on Twitter, like on Monday and Tuesday or not on Twitter, on Facebook and shit. They were just like, it's it's like we we want the the main thing behind I'm also now defending Joe Rogan on a podcast that gets 15 views but uh the main thing behind the phrase was was Ted going to was Teddy going to turn the lights back on is is not like letting him go like like apologizing for him or giving him an out it's just the the main idea behind saying that is the thing that we were concerned about was getting energy not where our politicians were and it it also tends to be true that like the politicians that are big enough or uh i i don't know what what characteristics it was about Ted that Ted, you know, like I know him, uh, Senator Cruz, the, 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 I don't know exactly what qualities about him makes him the kind of person that would leave. If you want to call him a coward, let's call him a fucking coward. He's a fucking bitch. I don't care. Let's say that fine. Uh, the thing that makes him so bitch made that he would leave the great state of Texas while we're toughing it out because we're Texas tough and we eat Texas toast, which is really just half a loaf, you know? Why is it so big? Uh, bitch, that's that's raw French toast, you know? Texas toast? Why? It's just big. It's bigger. There's nothing else about Texas toast other than it's thick as hell. It's three slices. It's wasteful is what it is. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, the 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 main thing about um, the whatever it is about Ted that makes him leave is what made him leave. But the main thing about what what we as Texans, this is what I was the time I'm not a fucking Texan. As someone that lived here and went through it, the main thing we were worried about was getting water and power. We didn't really care about where the fuck. 
you know, like poly, I wanted to know where the electricians were and I wanted to know what they were doing and how they were fixing it and why, uh, why Texas, I mean, I don't wonder why Texas is like the only state that has its own independent power grid. It doesn't surprise me one bit that when that came out and people wanted me to be, not me specifically, but just like people to be mad about Texas's power grid being like the only uh, unregulated and independent power grid in America. I was like, that's the most Texas thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, the only thing that would be more Texas is if everyone that worked there was wearing boots and riding horses. You know what I mean? If if the if the fucking Secretary of Energy in Texas was a snake, it would make more sense. You know what I mean? Uh, I I don't that nothing surprised me less. Than the than the fact that like Texas has its own power grid and that it sucks when it gets cold outside. Um, it wasn't built for snow. If I were to just say to you, a couple weeks ago, before any of this happened, hey, did you know that Texas has its own power grid and it's not built for snow? It wouldn't surprise anybody. And then everyone was like, "Oh my God, who knew? Who knew?" that Texas wasn't going to take nothing from nobody, even electricity, and who knew that this place wasn't built for snow? Everyone. Um, anyway, that's all. What's the moral of the story to that? Someone, it's already, it's already getting clipped for when I, you know, need to get canceled later or whatever, but um, the main thing that I'm trying to say in all of that is that the, when it comes to priorities during Snowvid, as someone that was in living in the middle of it, as somebody that was without power for the greater part of three days, uh, and you know, like eating fucking having peanut butter and water for most meals, and all that bullshit, the when it comes to the, my priorities during that week, getting Teddy back was so low on it. I, I couldn't care less where he was. I think most people could have cared less. I, I don't know. There's There were problems everywhere, and one of them wasn't, we need to get Teddy back here. He needs to stand here and, and look at the snow. Fucking cares. And I'm not defending him because nothing would have made me happier. There wouldn't have been a greater end to that story than if, like, uh, I don't know, like, is the fucking Mexican cartel like killed his dog when they got there. I don't like that would have been fucking awesome. I don't care. Who fucking cares? Who cares? Who cares where anybody is? Every single person in the state would have loved to have been on that plane. You know? Anyway. Uh so here we are. We're back and I don't know why I talk about all that. I'm I'm just, you know, I just watched a documentary, you know, and it had nothing to do with any of that, but uh, it made me political, and that sucks, and I'm sorry, and I hate to say that, uh, and I'm going to try to limit, I'm going to I'm gonna do something like what I just did. That was a long one, too, wasn't it? That was probably like 10 or 15 minutes. Um, I'm going to try to limit how many times I do that to like maybe once a year. I think that's my one for the year. That one right there. So you're like, uh, why did he have to do this on... He finally went political on this podcast. It's just going to happen once a year. This is episode 32. On episode 64, I'll get political. And then on episode 96, you know? And then, wait, it's not just going to double every year. That's I'm a fucking idiot. 
It would be 52 episodes from now. So, uh, episode 88, uh, 84. God bless, I'm an idiot, dude. Can you imagine being the person that would go on a political rant like that and then three seconds later can't add, you know? Can't add two two digit numbers together. Can't even say it. Can't even talk. He didn't know words or numbers and he wants to get all fucking on the podcast. Um... I, I I watched a I I just I accidentally watched a, a documentary that ended up being political. I didn't know that it was going to be. I just started watching it because it was recommended through another podcast to watch it, and then it ended up being like eight and a half hours long. There were six episodes, and they were all like an hour fifteen. Uh, and I I just got addicted to it, and it was fucking really good. But it was very political, and at the same time, uh really like psychological and uh and it really fucked with me and it really shook me and I'm not going to recommend it because I hate people that recommend pod or uh the podcast don't recommend anyone a podcast except for this one you can tell people to watch this podcast don't ever tell somebody to watch a podcast dude nobody wants to watch a podcast that you like nobody wants to listen to one nobody wants to watch a documentary that you like no literally nobody just like the documentary Quit telling people to watch documentaries that you like. Here's what you do. If you want to try to get somebody to watch a documentary that you like because you think that they would like it or you think it's very informational, very like just a good thing to know, a good thing to learn, and the documentary tells it well, just start talking about what the documentary is about. And then at some point, someone's going to be like, how do you know so much about that? And then you go... I watch a documentary about it, and then if they ask you what the documentary is, tell them. But don't go up to somebody and and just be like, do you know that there's more tigers in Texas than there are anywhere else in the world? You know how I know that? Because I watch Tiger King and Blackfish. <laughs> I don't know. But like, don't fucking tell people things. Quit telling people things. Let people find things. Nobody's ever recommended something to me that I liked, except... And this is a second shout-out on the show, and who would have ever thought that this would have happened? But Josh Lewis, a good friend of mine, comedian in Nashville, recommended a movie. You can recommend movies. Don't recommend movies to people. He recommended a movie to me that ended up being one of my favorite movies I've ever seen in my life. It might be in my top five favorite movies of all time. And I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. I told him to give me a fucked-up movie to watch. And he said, that's a weird thing to say. Why would you say that? And I was like... Uh, because I I started doing this thing. This was a couple years ago, where I I like to smoke a little bit of weed and watch really fucked up movies. And he was like, "That's the strangest thing I ever heard." But watch this movie. And then I watched it. I smoked a little bit of my roommate's weed. Shout out Mo. And uh, she didn't know I stole it. I'll pay you back. It was like a, I took like two hits out of a bowl and I got too high and I watched this movie. It's called, I'll just tell you what it's called. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what it's about. It's called Brawl and Cell Block 99. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. And nobody else is going to think that. I get that it's a it's a very niche movie. But it's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Anyway. I watched a documentary and it gave me, it, it gave me such a great, complete understanding of things. And then... 
and then that's all I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about either the psychological side or the political side of these of these documentaries that I watch. Every single second of every day since I've watched them, they genuinely change the way that I fucking see shit. And uh, it's because the 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 kind of main through line of the documentary is is individualism. And if you don't know what that is, I'm not going to tell you because I don't even know if I know what it is. But uh, they talk about individualism and kind of what's good about it and what's bad about it and how it's been used in both politics and culture uh, forever. And I feel like I've known about individualism. I took a class on individualism in college. And uh, I, 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 for a whole semester, no, wait, it wasn't on individualism, but it, it was a big part of it. And uh, I'm an extremely individualistic person. Um, I believe that I can change my world. I feel like I can do whatever it takes for me to get what I want. And I don't like groups. I don't like teams. I don't like people. If you've ever wondered why this podcast doesn't have uh, guests or producers or uh, audio engineers or video engineers, it's because daddy's individualistic. And I'd rather just learn how to do all that by myself. And uh, and this documentary kind of goes through, you know, how that's just kind of the way that America has been set up over the last few decades for Americans to feel very individualistic. And then it, it kind of does a really good job of explaining throughout the first five episodes why that's good and then in the sixth episode really fucks me up and really tells me that i'm stupid that i'm doing this all wrong um and that control is an illusion and that and control is the biggest thing in my life and to hear that i don't know why i started talking like matthew mcconaughey i was watching matthew mcconaughey movie uh but that control isn't real it's kind of when you say stuff like that you kind of have to sound like matthew mcconaughey it's a very Matthew McConaughey thing to say um, but that could, you, there's absolutely nothing in your life that you can control even the things that you think are base level aspects to livelihood that you think that you can control you cannot control there's literally nothing that you can control the only thing that happens in life that simulates control is ego and ego just operates for the sole fact to convince yourself that you are in control. That's the only reason the ego exists. That's the only reason that, uh, that that's the only thing that is at an operating level, uh, noticeable in consciousness. None of this means anything. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but I, I'm pretty sure I am. Um, but consciousness is literally just your ego telling you that everything's fine or telling you that uh, your memories are real or telling you that the life you live is under your control or that you can even, like motor functions aren't even real. There's They told us one story. I'm going to tell this story and then I'm going to get out of here. I don't know if this has been very good. Um, but uh, there's a story that they tell in the documentary about this woman in England in the 90s and she had very, very bad epilepsy. And back in the 90s, uh, neuroscience 
this might shock some people, not as good as it is n- now. Uh, that's the thing about science is that it's it's future proof, but it looks very bad in the past. Pretty much all science. Think about that. This this is another thing that the that the documentary talks about is that it's like the the science of your time looks so bad like ten years later, and it's always been the the fucking case. So you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing that for. Um, but it's a lot, a lot of science ends up being wrong, but that's the cool thing about science is that it, it, it kind of always incrementally gets a little more right. Anyway, this woman had very bad epilepsy, English woman, hello. And she was one of those. She was an hello. And, uh, the, the neuroscientists, the brain surgeons in England, decided they were going to put her under and they're fucking crack her open, crack her head open. And, and the way they thought they would get rid of her epilepsy is that they cut the membrane that, that combines your left and right brain. I believe, and I'm not 100% sure that this is what it's called, but I'm pretty sure it's called the corpus callosum. There's a membrane that attaches your left and right brain. It's the, it's the only reason that, you know, you can use both at the same time, or some people are more dominant left brain or more dominant right brain. But you cannot, you can kind of always combine the two for pretty much every situation. That's how life works. For some reason, they thought that to get rid of her epilepsy, they had to cut out her corpus callosum, which I am not one hundred. I want to quit saying it because I'm not sure that that's what it's called. Um, but they cut it, and sh- and she found out that like she she tells a story that. Um, a few months later, she lost all control of her motor functions, but not that they stopped working, but that she literally just couldn't control them. So she would get dressed in the morning and she would put on a shirt and she would put on pants and then she thought she was fucking done and her, her brain was telling her she was done, but her body, her body was telling her yes, bro, like on some R. Kelly shit. And she kept putting on more layers of like she would put on pants and then she put on a skirt and then but her brain didn't want her to be doing that her body just did it and it wasn't fumbling her body was just doing its own thing her body just kept doing the same motion that she did to put on the first pants but her brain couldn't tell her body to quit doing it and she and she just like she didn't know what to do because you can't just you can't donate a corpus callosum, you know? You're not getting another one. You get one. God gave you one. He gave you two lungs, he gave you two eyes, he gave you two ears, he gave you one mouth. So you can shut the fuck up, but you can't get another corpus callosum, you know? And and so that was just like the rest of her life so so she kept living her life and uh she just had to make sure that she didn't really do anything that was like important because like she, if she like tried to drive she could just like know to turn left and accidentally like to get off on an exit on an interstate and then she could accidentally her body would just go or go right off the interstate I don't know what I said and then go left and fucking you know so she was like she couldn't drive she can't control her body her brain can't control her body anymore the doctors found out much, much later, not the same doctors, probably different, smarter doctors that aren't, there, there had to be some doctors, like, 
you you know they this documentary says that like science changes so fast that science like 10 years ago always looks worse than it does in the present but it's like a doctor two hours after the surgery had to walk in and be like what the fuck did you do that's it it's such a stupid oh we're gonna crack her brain until they find out later that um I don't know exactly which side of your brain does which, but but part of your brain kind of holds your ego, and the other part of your brain is a lot more mechanical. It deals with, you know, like your motor functions and all this bullshit. Don't come to this podcast for science, you know? Um, but I'm pretty sure this is what the, the documentary said. Um, but uh, the, they, they found out that a lot of your even all the way down to your bodily functions and your bodily bodily movements, body movements are controlled and justified and kind of put into the world as uh, the correct functions by your brain telling you that it's the right thing to do. But that's the only reason that it's right is because your brain is telling it to that it telling you that it's right. And that's your entire life. This is kind of what the answer to that is, is that like everything that happens, everything that you do, everything that uh, you think that you control and that you think is like the right way to think or the right way to be or the it's all just in your head. Literally all of it, all the way down to the, the movements that you make to do the to complete the task that you need to get done. Um, it's all learned. It's all learned. Instincts are very real, but instincts are just repeated memories. It's all just RAM. It's randomly accessed memories. It's all just things that your brain has done so much that it can just bring up from the past. And and uh, instincts and like muscle memory and stuff is like is only there because your body has done the thing enough times for it to go from like justification to like law for your body, basically. So you can't control everything. Everything fucking sucks. And this is the state of the world. Uh, and this is the state of this podcast is that in one week I lost power and then I, and then the power came back on and now I'm a fucking nihilist, fucking anti-establishment, fucking rock star, dude. Um, anyway, that's the fucking podcast. We're going to go out now. We're done. I got to go eat some chili and go to bed. Um, what's wrong with Matt Boyd? You can watch this podcast on Patreon or YouTube, and you can listen to it on Spotify and the iTunes podcast app. Like, share, subscribe. Bye. Preach.